ladies. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> All right. So this topic is the law of attraction to success. And um, when I think about the law of to success, I think about you know, thinking positively um, on a daily basis. You know, it's hard for us to, you know, for those who are not used to being, you know, or having some type of discipline, it's hard for those to, you know, have or think positive on a daily basis. Um, but thinking positive, thinking positive is definitely uh, thinking positive and getting a clear. Um, <laughs> it's positive and having a clear mind. Oh my goodness. Okay, so having a clear mind. Um, and focus on your thoughts, on your um, goal, and what you're trying to do is so important. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys, like, when it comes to thinking positively, how do you kind of control, you know, your thinking on a daily basis in order for you to continue to thrive for success? For me, it's starting just with a fresh outlook. You know, I have trained myself to do a great job as far as leaving yesterday's woes with yesterday and not allowing it to affect the next day you know and that came with a lot of discipline for myself you know to be able to learn how to start each day fresh and that has helped me in making sure that I um, am starting my day positively uh, making sure that I continue my day with a fresh attitude, making sure that I'm not allowing um, my attitude from yesterday to affect how I'm approaching people and things of that nature. Um, so that's really helped me. And of course, prayer <laughs> has definitely helped that as well. I agree. I think it's a mindset. Um, for me, especially in the field that I work with, because I work with people that are very mentally ill and I, I work with individuals that have done some evil things um, to other people. So I usually, I've had to train to have a positive mindset. And like for me in the morning, I meditate for about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I do daily affirmations. And even sometimes in between patients, if I have like a patient that, you know, we're processing through and they've done something, you know, to like a small child or something. And I'm just feeling like a lot of negative energy. Once I'm done with that patient, I will literally sit there, even if it's just for five minutes, and I'll either say a prayer or I'll meditate, and I'll just kind of clear my mind and take deep breaths in and out. That really, really helps me, like, when I'm feeling, like, a negative mood coming on or, like, I'm feeling really, really stressed. I just make sure that I take some, at least five deep breaths in and out, and that kind of helps me to maintain my cool, to maintain a positive vibe. Um, for me, I would say, um, I started to practice, like always looking on the bright side of things, um, just to keep a positive mindset at all times, because it's not always easy. We know we don't always like go through stuff, but it's like, like looking on the bright side and having that attitude, like always look on the bright side is something I actually have to practice. And then the words of affirmation and, um, actually saying those things out loud, talking to myself out loud, saying great things. And then over time, you just start to believe those things just like you can um believe negative things about yourself because of what people told you and you believe them i be i think that words of affirmation are the same way you could start to believe positive things about yourself 
So the more I say great things about myself, even if I'm in the mirror and I feel cute, I tell myself like, you cute girl. So it's just like constantly saying positive things to myself about myself. It kind of just helps me stay in a positive mood. And then if I cross other humans and they, they, I don't, I just don't allow them to control my mood. So it's just certain stuff I have to say to myself in my head. Like it's a constant thing. It's not like a something I switched on and, 2005 and I'm forever in a positive mood it's like a daily practice for me so I have to constantly be like don't let this person get you down and like Dr. Um, Natalie said is it Natalia I'm sorry Natalia <laughs> like Natalia said um dang I messed up by what was it you said but when I just messed up your name but I'll, I'll get back to it um but yeah just practicing um that and just not letting other people have a control over my mood and just counting that's what you said counting i've learned that um in reading books about emotional intelligence that it actually takes like six seconds for your emotions to like de-escalate so if you feel yourself being like this person is pissing me off but like to actually just count then you can just like control take time and just be like let me not respond to this person while i'm you know all like wound up so it's just like constant it's a constant practice just like be in a good mood be positive yeah so for me it's like self-talk and I, I actually have a quote talk. in my office that said um I don't know who the quote is by but it says he who angers you controls you right and I love that quote because it really mm -hmm. reminds me okay like, we're gonna have bad days but if yeah. someone's making me angry I'm not allowing them to have that much power over my mm -hmm. life right I think it's something that I honestly struggle with um and I have to just First of all, I've gotten into the, the routine of every morning reading a devotional um, and really trying to start my day with, you know, with prayer and, and, and my devotion. Um, as the day progresses, <laughs> it may not be as easy to stay, you know, in a positive mindset. Um, and so when I find myself, you know, becoming overwhelmed or just, you know, mentally or emotionally, um, you know, kind of a sense of unrest, then I go to music because music always tends to soothe my, you know, my soul. And it helps me to take my mind off of whatever may be bothering me at the time. And just to kind of, you know, get lost in the music for a minute. And so that's been my, my way of escaping. And, you know, along with Dr. Fuller, a lot of what I, you know, think about and deal with on a daily basis is kind of dark because you know when you talk about child sexual abuse it's a dark subject and so when you're immersed in something like that on a regular basis you have to be purposeful in trying to make sure that you don't get lost in it because there is a, a rabbit hole that you can go down and I've gone down that rabbit hole and then I have to pull myself out and so that may be mean that you know for a couple of days I can't deal with it I may have to just focus on you know something that's benign um and, and and less dark in order to pull myself and get back to you know even keel yeah yes i definitely agree um but for me like i've tried and i'm kind of better at it but i've done like the affirmations i did the devotional um and even now the devotional app you can do like um things like seven days of like different things that you're feeling so if you know that you know you have like stress anxiety um depression whatever it is you can go 
like a seven day series of different. I tried that, uh, which helped a lot. Um, the affirmations help a lot as well. Um, then a lot of people, you know, talk about like writing and journaling. Um, so that's um, good as well. So for those who have tried to do those things before, <laughs> what is something that you guys suggest that, you know, they try to do different or um, something different that they can do? So one, one thing that my, my therapist has taught me is just to have a, a toolbox. So it's, it's a toolbox of things that I know when I'm feeling this, this will help me feel better. Um, you know, I know when I'm feeling stressed out, doing some deep breathing will help me right now. So actually having those things like in the notes in my phone or written down somewhere to know, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now and saying it to, you know, either out loud or saying it to yourself to actually recognize the emotion that you're and not acknowledging what you're feeling at the moment. And then going to your toolbox to say, you know, when this happens, even if, you, you know, you normally would have this moment triggers me to eat or this moment triggers me to drink, I know I need to do something else. Or this moment triggers me to go do some retail therapy, which this ain't good. I need to, what are the positive things that I can do? I need to go, okay, maybe I need to go for a run for about 30 minutes. Maybe I need to turn on my, you know, feel good playlist, or maybe I need to do some meditation. Um, or, and even if it's just scriptures, you know, having scriptures that are in your toolbox, I need to recite these scriptures to myself so I can get back to, you know, my center. But I think acknowledging the feeling you have that moment if you have the time to acknowledge it, I found that to be really helpful instead of trying to, you know, ignore it or push it down. And yeah. sometimes you just have to feel the feelings, you yeah. know. Um, I, I, I was the one who, you know, kind of suppressed my feelings a lot. And then at some point it just became overwhelming. And so, you know, sometimes you got to cry it out. Sometimes you got to dance it out. You got to sing it out. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, you, you have to sit with it and, and really acknowledge it. And oftentimes what I'll say to myself is, okay, what is the problem? You know, not, not the surface, but go deep. Like, what, what's the real problem? Is it that you're not being heard? Do you not feel respected? Are you scared? You know, do you not trust the Lord? Like, what's, what's at the root of it? And if I can get there, then I can, you know, try and work my way out, you know, through prayer, through meditation. But if I can't answer the what, it becomes harder to really deal with the why. Yes, that's, that's one thing you have to realize, you know, going through life, you got to realize, you know, what, you know, what do we want? First of all, what do we truly want out of life? Um, and once you're clear about that and clear about your focus and your path to it, then, you know, it seems so easy, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And to what um, Gwen said, um, in the same exercise that I read about when we were talking about uh, writing it down, it, it probably sounds crazy, but I've learned to say it out loud and speak of yourself in like third person. So like, K is feeling angry because of this and it kind of like puts you outside of the problem. Um, and kind of, I guess kind of like disconnects you from it and gets you to like see it and then kind of like 
write it out and then kind of talk to yourself about it. Like that way, you know, like what Gwen say, like what your triggers are and you know, I'm angry because of this or I feel anger because this happened and you write it down and then write down like in case of stuff that happens often, you can kind of know like how to deal with, you can't like, just so you don't let the same stuff trigger you over and over. And then it's like, oh, he said this to me, but if he said it again tomorrow, like, no, you want to know how to deal with it next time it happens. So um, that's, that's another thing aside from writing it kind of just, even, I mean, if you by yourself, it's not that crazy to talk to yourself. Like today, Kay felt anger because like nobody's you around. Talk, so. that, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense because you, we're always we're always a better friend to somebody else than we are to ourselves. So if you're talking mm-hmm. to yourself like you are talking to your girlfriend, it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just taking yourself outside of it and yeah, talking to yourself like listen, it's what it is. If it can help, it can help. <laughs> yeah. So we all are successful women. So I wanted to ask another question. Why are you attracted to success? Ooh. What is your attraction to success? That's a good question. And I know. I want to. Huh? Sorry. I think my goals make me uh, attracted to success more than anything. You know, certain goals like being able to create generational wealth or being able to go on vacation without stressing you know certain goals that i have you know make make me motive keep me motivated to be successful yeah thank you i think like whenever i accomplish a goal or i put out a goal and i say okay wow i actually accomplished accomplished that and that makes me want to say oh you know i can do this that because i know that i'm doing these things become so addicted <laughs> to it it's like okay I want to do this I want to do that like it's a feeling <laughs> for me it's um certain things that I know that I can accomplish that I've never seen before in real life um you know whether it's me getting a, a great job and being able to volunteer and give back to my community I've never seen anybody where mm-hmm. I'm from do that in real life but I know it's it's something that you can do and to me that's my success I want to be able to reach that and even if it's never been so I, I guess for me it's just it's just doing stuff that I think needs to be done that I've never seen anybody do before. I completely That's agree with Kay. Like it's really just setting an, an example, you know, like like she said, it's things that I've never seen been done in my experience and in my life. So I want to be the one to set that example. And, you know, that's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me going and wanting more success to be able to provide a better example, not only for, you know, my family, but, you know, for other women who are trying to better themselves. That's pretty much what it's been all about. In the beginning for me, um, and for years, it was all about making my mom proud. And I, I don't quite know where that came from necessarily. I think to a certain extent, I often felt like I lived in the shadow of my older sister, who was like insanely smart, you know, very successful. And so it was a matter of, okay, I have to achieve and make my mom proud like she does. Um, but then as I got older and my worldview changed, it then became my success is going to save lives. And so then it became a matter of, I have to keep pursuing this and I have to keep going because it's not even about me anymore. 
It's about making sure that I'm leaving a mark on the world and leaving it, you know, leaving a child better off. So I can't not pursue it. I can't not, you know, continue to, to seek this out as, as diligently as I possibly can because somebody's relying on me. Like just the information that I have is going to save a child's life. And so um, now it's just all about the work and making sure that if, if I just save one child, that, you know, that's enough because that's going to change the life of one child. Right. Yes. <clears throat> yes, I definitely I love what you do, Kathy. It's so amazing. I never thought of anything like that until I came across what you do and I was like, Wow, you know, you know, I am I'm for like different causes and things like that. And there's so many causes, so many awarenesses out there. Mm -hmm. Um like Kay said, you know, just being able to support and uh, be involved in the community is amazing. I definitely love what you do. Um, I want to talk about uh, self-care. Um, so as far as self-care, do you guys like, have a certain day? Um, do you have a certain time of the day? Um, and what type of things do you do you know, for your self-care days? Pre-COVID? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> um. um we were doing like massage days, um, you know, just kind of take some time to, you know, get a massage, maybe go eat outside somewhere, enjoy the sunshine. Um, now it's, you know, it could simply be an extra long shower. It could be, you know, taking some time to do my own toes and, you know, it could be just sitting on the couch and doing nothing. It could be listening to D nice and dancing it out for the rest of the night. Like it's, it's whatever I can find to do that just gives me just a little bit of joy because I think COVID has changed everybody's, you know, world and none of the things that you really did before, you know, you're not able to do those things now. So you just have to find, you know, small moments of joy wherever you can. Yes. For me, it's like, um, it's, it's the gym. Like I, love working out it's it's the it's the actual weightlifting though for me um so when COVID hit and the gym closed down I had to do these home workouts you know all this jumping and dancing I mean that stuff is fun or whatever but like for me actually like feeling like I'm doing something for myself that I'm like oh, I'm a badass it's the actually like physically like pushing those heavy weights like that for me just I don't know I just feel so good when I'm doing it and I'm in my own world like I trust me, like I will be that mean girl that will growl at you if you talk to me while I'm lifting weights because like that is my time. So I'm in a zone where like nothing else in the whole world matters when I'm doing that one thing. Um, so that that has been my thing for like the last, I'm gonna say like five years that I found that and I was just like, oh, oh, this is my love. Um, but then I was talking to um, Dr. Fuller before we started recording and I told her I've been, since COVID, I've been doing my hair every Sunday. Um, well, I'll just like, you know, I have my new hair regimen. I wash my hair and I twist my hair every Sunday. And it's just like, that's something that I've never really did before COVID, like take time to comb and like condition and like take time with my hair and be like, oh, you doing good, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's been feeling really good. So gym and then being patient with my hair, my natural curly hair. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, 
I definitely have a hair regimen day. So that is self-care for me. But then working out, like I'm really big into mixed martial arts. So mm. that didn't really stop for me. I've still been able to do it even during the pandemic, thankfully. Um, but of course, going to the gym, not having weights, that was, I mean, I was literally depressed for a while because I couldn't go to the gym and lift weights. So it was only like doing yoga or some form of cardio. But then I actually picked up like new skills during the pandemic and I've, I've had to work. I didn't really get time off during the pandemic because I work at a hospital. So I've had to work the entire time. But I did find that because I couldn't go out to restaurants and have brunch, that in the meantime, I was reading books and which I've ne I haven't gotten to re read a book since probably like medical school. So I was able to pick back up a book and read and just like find new skills and which was amazing because there's so much stuff that I I picked up like this survival kit book which I just found off Amazon and it was like things like how to deliver a baby or if it's in the taxi the back of a taxi or if your car is goes off the bridge how does <laughs> you just yourself? know a bunch of you just know a bunch of random stuff yeah, but it was so interesting. So I was like, oh, I have all these new skills. But that so you're going to so be that lady that delivers the baby in the parking right. lot. Yeah. Right. That's great. And for me, like, um, I'm big on aromatherapy. So I love incense. I love oils. Um, I love fragrances. Um, it just puts me in a happy spot. And today, I went to the store and I found some because I've seen like the the beads, like the um, um, they like black stones, they beads and you put oil on them and then you rub them on and it the scent stays with you, you know, throughout the day. So it's just supposed to remind you of a happy, common place. So anyway, I went to the store today and I found some um, roll on. Um, it's like lavender. It's like all natural type, um, but it smells so good. And I just love it when I'm driving, I can put it on and different stuff like that. So that kind of helps tone me down and puts me back in my, you know, happy place. And then I also like um, doing like long bubble baths, candles and my jazz. I'm in there and <laughs> reset every day. I'm feeling like I'm too, I need a big old tub, you know, like bubble baths are a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. Being a tall girl in these regular apartment tubs, I'm like, this ain't as fun as it is on the movies. But <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. Like I wish I could just sit and soak in a tub, but for whatever reason, I don't have that. I don't have the patience. Like I, I just I can't do it. So I try. When I get in the tub, I will prop my phone up on my little tripod, and I will sit and watch a movie, have my wine. I will literally turn into a raisin sitting in my tub. <laughs> <It is laughs> awesome. like I can do it. I just I try and. I get so I get bored and then you know I like piping hot water so then when the water starts to cool down now I got to make the water hot again it's just too much of a process and again <laughs> I don't have the patience to just sit there you know like, what my people were giving out I could be laying in the bed <laughs> people were giving out bath bombs a lot around Christmas time and I think that's what made me be like let me let me take a little bath I had a cute little bath bomb my colorful water and then it's just like, I'm in here and like my knees are up or like, you know, it's just like, this ain't fun. I'm, I'm cold. Cause like half of my body, I'm just like, this is not fun. Like, give me out of this tub. I need me one of them big custom made, like shack size tubs or something. Then I we can claim, like, we're claiming that for your future. That you Amen. Like, oh. 
I can fit your leg in there. <laughs> These long legs and that tub. Yeah. One thing that I've done that I really enjoyed lately was I've started joining a creative writing workshop. And they like give you little prompts to write about and visuals and things to just random stuff to write about. And it's been really therapeutic to just write and just write randomly, like without pre-thinking a lot of things. So you have a certain time limit to write and then you share, you have the option to share what you've written. So I really enjoyed that, getting back to something that I love to do. Um, yeah, seeing how I have three kids running around the house, self-care, I do get around to it, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I want to respond to um, Gwen. I like writing too, but I'm in grad school still. So it's like, it's hard to write for pleasure when you no. have to write for homework all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, I got five more weeks, y'all, and I'll be done. But I absolutely enjoy writing and letting my imagination flow. But then it's like, okay, I also have a 10-page paper due. So it's just like, put that to the side and do your paper. So, but I like writing too. So I think that's a, yeah, that's a great, that's a fun thing to do for self-care. Yeah, so we talked about, you know, self-care and kind of what do we do, you know, to take care of ourselves, you know, make sure our mental um, is, you know, together. But what do you guys do? And I know um, you guys were talking about different books um, that you read, but what do you guys do to kind of get that mental exercise to keep your mind going, you know, even if you're not working, but to keep it, you know, steady occupied? Not steady occupied, but you know. So I've been still doing school work with my children. Um, they do like an hour of school work. So we've been, they take Spanish. They're in a Spanish immersion class. So I've been taking them, you know, to the next grade with their Spanish work. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I was a little rusty. So <laughs> getting back to doing my Spanish has been quite uh, um, some mental work for me. <laughs> Um, and practicing that with them, making sure they're pronouncing things right. So that's been one thing. But of course, like reading for me, I like, I thoroughly enjoy finding the time. I probably, since this started, I probably read about five or six books since COVID-19, since we've been locked down. And I thoroughly enjoy immersing myself in books. You know, for me, I think, because like Dr. Fuller said, I've been working the whole time. So it's it hasn't been like a break for me. So what I have to do is is take those moments of just enjoying my time because you get so locked into your day to day. And even during this, you know, this COVID season, um, it's been very stressful just because of everything that's going on. Like my, my, my day-to-day work schedule hasn't changed. Um, but just knowing everything that's going on around us and, you know, with your family, your friends and what have you, that's caused a lot of, you know, emotional dis-ease for me. And so some days I have to ask myself, like, you know, why are you so wired? Like what's going on with you? And I realize that it's just, there's so much going on. And then you, you tend to worry about people. You, you know, I, I, for, for what I do, always hearing about how we're worried about how many kids may be um, in abusive homes right now and, and no one's getting to them and no one you know knows the extent of the trauma that they may be experiencing. And so just having that in the back of my mind all the time creates a lot of anxiety for me. 
And so I've literally watched like everything I can on Netflix. I done watched everything I can on Hulu, like any series that, that there's, that's been out there that's worthwhile watching. I binge watched everything just be, just to be able to, you know, relax my mind. Um, and I, I used to read a lot, um, but I haven't, you know, read a, read a full book in a while, but I used to just, you know, read a lot of, of, well, I won't say what's the right word, a lot of romance novel type stuff just to, to keep your mind occupied. Um, but yeah, it, it, for me, it's just been vegging out on series and things like that. For me, since I, um, since I am still in school, um, that's been like a constant thing. We may take like, I, I've, I've been in what, three classes since COVID started. And in between those classes, we may take like a week off. So it's like a constant, you have homework and you have discussions. And I'm, I'm always interacting with my classmates through like discussion boards and then writing papers. So that's the thing. And then I, I really enjoy, I pay for Audible every month. So I'm always going to read my audio books. Um, but then to do something that's like a mindless thing, I feel like me watching TV, that's my thing. I'll turn on some Netflix and uh, like Kathy said, and, and binge watch something because just to give my mind a break, because I can't just be sitting there writing papers and doing research all day and then go to sleep and wake up and do the same thing. My brain gonna be like, girl, you need to chill. So <laughs> I just think it's important to do mindless things and do my study and do my research and do my reading. And it kind of just like fuels my brain and keeps it going and then gives it a rest. You know, kind of like you do your body. Like I feel like you should do your brain the same way. Like get it going, take a rest, get it going. So that's my thing. Homework, mainly. <laughs> All right, awesome. So I want to talk about goals. So when it comes to like goal setting, um, how do you set long-term goals and short-term goals? I do a vision board. I literally have to write everything down. I'm one of those people like if it's not on a planner or in a diary or on some type of board where I can visually see it then it's most likely not going to happen. So I'm definitely one of those people. I know people do vision boards like just for New Year's, but I do them like monthly and not really so much where I have to cut out like pictures of the magazine, but just something that reminds me, whether it's a quote or a picture or something that's just going to remind me that I still have goals and things that I need to accomplish. But I'm a very visual person in general. Like I have to see it to almost believe it. And I think that helps me manifest you know, the success and my goals that I want in life. Yes, I agree. Definitely setting a lot of reminders. <laughs> so for me, I'm one of, I'm the type of person if when I think about my long-term goals, I literally have to leave them right there where they are. It's like, okay, long-term goal is this. I'm going to leave that right there because I get overwhelmed about the overall picture <laughs> and so my my thing is I have to work on the small steps that I can take and it's like as long as these small steps are amounting to eventually achieving whatever that long-term goal is I mean when I say small I mean like this week this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> Like for my business, if my goal is to, you know, by 2025, I need to be making a million dollars in a year. <laughs> All right. What are the small steps? Because that, that seems overwhelming, but what are the small steps that I could take 
gradually get there. So at the end of 2020, what what should my benchmark be? For the end of 2021, what should my benchmark be um, until I achieve it? Um, and I think I do that personally as well. So if I'm, I have a goal for my family to uh, work on clean eating, so one by one with certain things, we try to substitute and eliminate certain things. Um, we tried, me and my friend talk about this, eliminating toxins from my home. This, we literally were like, we would go crazy thinking about all the stuff in our house. So I was like, one by one, we try to figure out, oh, this might be a good substitute. So instead of maybe doing all the Ziploc bags, maybe try to use the reusable Rezip bags, you know, all those type of things. <laughs> it's like if we take, I, I just need to take small steps to achieve larger than life as a whole. That seems like this doesn't seem very realistic, but if I try just bit by bit, I can get to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think right now, especially, um, it's kind of hard for me to think long term because you don't really know what you know, the long term is going to look like, you know, every day you turn on the news and they're telling you, okay, well, we can expect to see something change in September or a few months ago. It was, well, maybe in August, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies are going crazy right now. Um, but you know, with all of the uncertainty, it's so hard to, to feel like you can make a plan and and actually work it because there's there's so many variables that are changing all the time and so very much like Gwen my thing is okay what can I accomplish this week and maybe what can I think about doing next week if you know level 15 of Jumanji doesn't happen <laughs> like you know no, level 15. it's just you know it, it's a it's a constant let me work within this week and you know I may peak in the next week, but if if it's looking a little little you know uncertain, let me just stay right here in this week. Um, and so that's been my focus since COVID started. Was what can I do over the next you know three, four, five days? Okay, if I achieve that, okay, well let's think about what can I do for the next three, four, five days. Just taking it one week at a time because it. it there's so much that we can't control right now that I think it would create way too much anxiety to always be focused on the long term. I've always been a short term goal type of gal. Um, usually it's like all the long term stuff I'm saying. I'm just talking, you know, it's like stuff that I know I could do, but it's just like it may not work out that way. And it, I mean, whether it's the pandemic or God being like, no, boo, go that way instead. So I'm always thinking about what I can do, like um, Gwen and Kathy say, like this week or right now. And it'll always like lead to something great, I believe. It'll always lead to something great, whether it's um, ex like I can say, oh, I'm going to make this amount and I'm going to get married and I'm going to live in a nice house. Now, I might not be on the job that I thought I would be on. I might not marry the person I thought I was going to marry. I might be in a house in a different city than I thought, but I'm going to have all those things. So it's like, I could say I'm gonna have all those things, but I can't be super specific when it comes to long-term. When I was in Navy, I thought I was gonna, I just knew I was gonna stay in for, at year four when I re-enlisted, I was like, I'm gonna do this for 20. And then at year five, it clicked. No, you not, girl, you gonna get out after eight. And so I got out at eight. I knew I was gonna go to college, but I didn't know what I was gonna do job-wise. So it's just like constantly like short-term, short-term, and then 
years later, you'd be like, dang, I accomplished all that. Yeah, just like constantly like accomplishing short-term goals is, is my thing. And anything I say, oh, in 2025, I'm going to have this. I probably won't. I'm going to have something, but it won't be what I said. <laughs> so that's, that's me. I, agree. I think goals. as long as you're moving towards growth and you're <laughs> progressing every year, I think that's the most important thing. People get so caught up in long-term goals. And for some people, you have to have that, you know, for your career, mm -hmm. depending on what it is. But I think just as long as you're always progressing forward and getting things accomplished that need to get done, I think that you'll be much happier in the end, whether you become whatever it is that you saw yourself becoming. If you're like, oh, well, maybe I didn't become an actress in Hollywood, but I did have a role in X, Y, and Z, and I did mm -hmm. get just. Yep. I think one thing that my, one of my mentors has taught me is just reverse, enge reverse engineering a goal. You, like starting off with what the end goal is and then work backwards from there with figuring out how to get there that's still overwhelming to me but uh, <laughs> like it it made a lot of sense to kind of reverse engineer a goal to see well this is the end goal let's work backwards to what we need to do to get there so that's been helpful with some of the big goals but not for everything <laughs> that's literally in this book right here that I'm studying for school it's, it's okay. really called the art of thinking backwards and yeah. it'll say like instead of saying I want this job and then you start uh researching that specific um position instead think like backwards like I would like to be in this type of job work environment kind of put yourself in that situation already being in that work environment what does it feel like you know all that type of stuff and then you work backwards from there instead of saying, I want to do this and then start looking into that specific position. So yeah, it's an art. I've learned it from this book. Yeah. And I think Kathy mentioned it before, it's just basically remaining flexible when it comes to your goals. Just know that it's not always going to happen in the time frame that you want. It's not always going to happen exactly how you want. And we all know the, the, the saying, if you want to make God laugh, plan something. Plan, right. <laughs> and I tell them your plan. A lot of it is, is, is prayer because you know, some days I can just lay on my bed and go, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? What, what, what do you want me to do? Like, here's what I want, but what do you want for me? And yeah. inevitably in those moments where I feel, um, where I feel at my lowest point or where I just feel completely lost, then something will happen that'll set me on another trajectory. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what we're doing. Okay. And, you know, I just go with it because I know it's nothing but him. Because, you know, two days ago I was laying there, you know, going, what do you want me to do? Well, you know what I said I wanted. Well, what's happening? How come you're not? And then all of a sudden an opportunity will come up out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, gotcha. Okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. <laughs> And that's, uh, I think I, moments like that leave me in awe of God, especially when you really, you found yourself aligning with God's will and like he really starts putting everything right in your pathway <laughs> and you're just literally like, look, look at God. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> That's why I said I started doing the devotional and just getting more into the word and getting more into the spirit. And it makes me happy on a daily basis. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to add, what was, okay. 
What's one that <laughs> someone who is in the process? Remember what your process is like, um, you know, because we still are growing on a daily basis. But remember what your process is like. Um, what's something that you would advise someone to not do in the process? Because we talk about the process, or we talk about the end result a lot, but we don't really talk about the process. And in the process is when a lot of people lose hope or they give up. Um, so what's is something? I would say for me, self-doubt. That's something that I struggled with when I was going through um, my process of trying to become successful. And I don't, I still don't see myself as being successful because there's so much more that I want to accomplish that I haven't done. But I realized during my journey, I doubted myself a lot. Like, oh, this is going to be really difficult. Are you sure you want to do this? And it wasn't even people around me doing that. I was doing it to myself. And I was just constantly kind of beating myself up like, okay, it's going to be a really, really difficult journey. You know, it's not a lot of people that are doing this that you can look up to. It's going to be hard to find a mentor or you're going to be nagging them, you know. So I just constantly had to pray about that. And I constantly had to just be like, okay, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. And that's where my plan kind of came into motion. But if you continuously, you know, doubt yourself, you're, you're not going to make it in anything that you want to do. Because the mind is a very powerful tool and you will, you know, kind of, I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> I was just thinking about something else. But you will, you know, you'll kind of lose your manifestation if you continue on that self-doubt. Um, I would say don't allow everybody to speak over your life. Um, I think that's very important for anybody that has any type of goal, no matter what it is. If you feel like your goal is somehow going to help the world or like better somebody else's situation or whatever, and it's not a selfish thing, like then I feel like you're thinking of a good thing to do. So you can't allow everybody to be like, uh-uh, girl, everybody's doing that. Or uh-uh, girl, black girls don't do stuff like that. Like, don't allow everybody to speak over you because it's easy to adopt that um, self-doubt if you constantly are listening to what everybody has to say. Because not everybody's strong enough to be like, Whoop, block it out, block it out. So I would tell people at the beginning of whatever goal, whether it's you start in school or whatever, starting a business, don't let everybody speak over your life. I don't care if they even saying like, I'm going to pray for you and God told me you're not going to be successful. Uh-uh, boo, God ain't tell you nothing like that about me. <laughs> So don't even, so I just, I would say that. Don't allow everybody to speak over you. Maybe don't be so, um, so in a hurry. You know, sometimes we, we get so tunnel, we, we, we take on tunnel vision and, and we're so focused that we miss the beauty of the journey mm. because we're so worried about getting to the end. And so it's just maybe to try, just try and slow down and, and enjoy the journey because you're going to get there, you know, and, and you want to, once you get there, you want to be able to look back and say, you know, I learned a lot. I enjoyed the journey. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, it not, Oh, that was awful. You know, like, I don't even know how I made it through. Just enjoy it. You know, take, take your time. Um, you're going to have some ups and some downs. And then also, I would say just to remain open to help 
because sometimes we don't like to ask for help. And I, I don't know quite where that, that comes from. Um, but be, be, be willing to, to accept help where you can or to even ask for help because we don't know everything and we didn't, you know, we didn't come to the world knowing everything and we're not going to know everything. So be willing to, you know, stop along the way and, and ask for a little guidance. And going along on that with what you just said, just with the journey. So enjoying yourself journey, you know, uh, unfortunately with the day and age that we live in with technology, with social media, we see everybody else's journey. We see everybody else's success. And sometimes we compare that to our own, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just appreciating where we are in a moment and appreciating the lessons that are being learned in that moment, we constantly compare to someone else's um, experience someone else's journey and you know we want to be where they are and that may not be for us in that moment we may not be prepared for what they're experiencing at that time you know so it's just it's you know enjoying where you are in the moment and you know uh, getting the best out of what you can in that moment I think so often that we a lot of times during the during our journey we fear some people fear of failure and I think that fear of failure can also lead people to be stuck. Um, and one thing that I've learned during my own journey is that I actually learned a lot from my failures. Um, and I, it's something that I learned, I was teaching my Girl Scouts about engineering and about the process of engineering. And one thing, we watched a video and the engineer talked about when we do processes and, and things like, you know, building or whatever, they, we learn to fail fast. Fail fast so you can learn quick and keep moving so we can get to what we're trying to get to. So and I, that was like a light bulb moment for me. It was just fail fast. Don't fear the failure and learn that the failure is there to teach you something too. So what can I learn from that failure? I mean, in addition to that, just having a moment to praying for discernment to know the difference between fear and the difference between your intuition saying this you know this may not be where you're supposed to be at right now or this may not be where you're supposed to be going or how you're supposed to be doing this um it's a really hard thing to kind of decipher the difference between what's the root of what this fear is or is this, is this feeling that I'm feeling telling me, you know, go a different way? And the, that's the moment that you really have to stop and pray and be like, what is this telling me? Um, so, I mean, just, just having discernment to know when God is telling you to go a different way or this isn't the way that, <laughs> that I intended for you to go. Um, so, yeah, recognizing how fear holds us back it's, it's that was one of the biggest things for me yes all right awesome ladies that's some great advice I would definitely uh, I definitely know everything that you guys said I went through all of them so definitely great advice um, for everyone who will be watching um, again Y'all, I thank you um, so much for uh, being a part of the conversation tonight, Law of Attraction, um, when it comes to success. Um, so we talked about, you know, personal, um, 
self-care. We talked about mental exercises, mental care, everything to be successful and continue to make you attracted to success as well. Um, so if you guys do, anybody else have anything that they want to say? All right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs>